Hey, this is Ashika. And I'm Alexa. And this is Nari Nest. Hi, moms. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. We are very, very excited to release our next episode later this afternoon, um, Pacific time. We met with Tara Gosling from Fit Mom Method, and we kind of gave you a little bit of a preview of what she does, but um, the conversation with her yesterday was super empowering. Um, it's all about the whole mind-body transformation. Um, she approaches fitness and physical well-being from a very, very um, different viewpoint, and we had so many great little tidbits that came away from it, but the one that stuck with me the most was just being able to start small. Tara, tell us a little bit about you, <laughs> kind of tell us everything about you in five minutes go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in a nutshell, um, I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada. Um, living in Brisbane, I've been here for 11 years, um, met my hubby in Canada. He was on a working holiday visa as Australians are in Canada and yeah, hit it off. But we did this whole like on again, off again relationship for years. Um, and then I finally moved here in yeah 2011. I didn't start this business straight away. Like I didn't have kids for, I think three or four years after I moved here, um, do you want to, do you want to know a bit about the business or how I got I, into the business? I want to know what you, remember you were telling us about your husband being stationed abroad yeah. and I, well before, and I want to know that number one and number two, I want you to tell our audience, your kid, like the story of your children. How many do you have? What ages are they? Yeah. Cause everybody knows what our kids are. <laughs> We've said that a few times, but, um, yeah. I think it puts, it just puts the, um, it just puts like your drive and your passion into perspective. So I think giving people that like personal idea of like Tara is not just doing this <laughs> with just being, yeah. having time to herself. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll yeah. be really great to know, like what kind of inspired yeah. this. Yeah. So hubby, so basically came over here, didn't know anybody um, with the visa I was on. I wasn't actually allowed to work for the first year. I came over as a visitor and I'm not sure if you're aware of yes how that works but it's like you can't work you're not allowed to earn money in the country that you're visiting so yeah. I was like well what can I do I might as well just like start cooking and baking <laughs> and I got really you know into it because that's all I could really do I didn't have any friends um but as a result I started eating like eating a lot and eating everything I made and tasting everything and making like multiple desserts for dinner and my husband's like what are you doing <laughs> I was like I'm bored <laughs> right. so I gained eight yeah 18 kilos which is about 40 pounds okay. roughly yeah. in a year yeah yeah like I wasn't pregnant this is just like I just gained fat <laughs> I just I was consuming 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 and I yeah I just started to feel like not the woman that came to Australia like I was losing my confidence um I was starting to project that on him it was just I was in a really bad place so then we fast forward probably another I don't know two years of kind of living this like yo-yo lifestyle of trying to get the weight off gaining a bit more back unhealthy relationship because I was projecting on him because I wasn't happy um and then I got pregnant so oh actually yeah I got pregnant and then my husband accepted a job overseas so 
I was like, whoa, like what is happening? And I had my first my first son. So he was emergency cesarean. So just to put things into perspective, my husband then left to go back to work, which was month on month off. Five days after I gave birth with my first baby. And like, as you can imagine, first time mom, you're like, you don't know what you're doing. You know, you're, I didn't have any, because we'd moved to Brisbane from a place called Toowoomba. I once again, didn't have any friends. Like I was now moving to the second city within Australia with no friends, no real support network. Like you had people that you knew, but I could never be like, I'm struggling. Like I, I don't have anyone to call on other than my mother-in-law, bless her heart. But it's different. Like it's still, it's not a girlfriend that you can be like, I just yeah. puked and I eat at the same time. Like, <laughs> you know, you can't say that kind of stuff, right? So you just, I felt once again, really, really lonely. Well, can I also and, just add that you said you had a C-section. You went yeah. through major abdominal surgery where somebody cut through yeah. almost seven layers of fat and tissue to bring your baby out. So you weren't just yeah. dealing with everything. You were also dealing with recovering from surgery. Like, yes, we all think that, you know, you had a C-section, you had a baby. No, I went through yeah. massive surgery mm-hmm. and had yeah. a baby. It's These are two separate things. Yeah. And like looking back now, I'm actually quite fortunate that was my first birth because I didn't know any different. It was like, okay, like I know, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be hard, but you kind of just, you've been, you've been given a newborn and then you have a cesarean and it's kind of all happening at once. But I guess we were so naive to think, oh, you know, just go back to work five days later. At that point, he didn't really have a choice. Like he had to go. Um, And I just like, yeah, I can do it. Like, why not? Right. But I remember the physio telling me, she was like, okay, so when you have to get out of bed, you need to roll to your side, swing one leg over, push yourself up slowly. And I mean, I I think I did that three times. And then I was like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. My baby, he was also very colicky. And so he screamed and he cried like, all the time the only time he was settled when he was like propped like this and I was bouncing around the house doing laps and I remember like at one point we lived in an apartment and there's a little courtyard beside our apartment and I remember just being so out of it so sleep deprived I didn't even realize that I was in the courtyard in my robe my hair like on the side of my head like crying patting my baby and I remember someone walking in being like why are you in my house and I was like oh my god I'm not even in my house like you just oh my gosh yeah, and I had, because I, I just, I was sick of seeing the four walls of my house, right. I guess, and I was like, where can I go? Right. In my robe. Like, I mean, but, but that's just perspective, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah. having a baby is not just having the baby in that moment. It's a whole, almost full year of a journey that mm-hmm. go, like, that's a mental and emotional change that brings you to this point where now you have to adjust to more emotional, physical, mental changes. So yeah. like to people that have not experienced childbirth or those first, that first year of just like the, like the dizziness of being a new mom, like to me, that's like, mm. wow, you just went to the courtyard. Like you didn't go a couple of streets down, mm. but it like, it's total, it sounds totally normal. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you're so dazed and confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think at the time I had this false reality of like well when I was pregnant the mom I thought I would be right like oh I'm gonna be this mom and it's gonna come so naturally and like breastfeeding that's a whole nother issue right like that was that was a a whole nother struggle for me and but I thought I had to persist I thought I had to do it because you hear so much about it and I'm like you know I'm supposed to be able to do this like this should become natural and so a like he 
I was shredded. I was bleeding. I was just in so much pain trying to feed this colicky baby who now I know, like after I started pumping, I realized I don't really produce milk. <laughs> like It was, yes. so we tried, tried everything with second baby, but first baby, it was like guinea pig, right? You just yeah. don't know what you're doing. You think you should just be able to breastfeed colicky, um, you name it. Anyway, it was, a, it was a rough time, but I, I thought I had to be this, this mom. Like I thought I had I thought I had this image in my head of who I thought I was going to be. And it wasn't like, it was so, so different from what I thought it was going to be. And I think when you go in with no expectations, it's so much easier. (laughs) But I'm so glad you said that Tara, because it's not, we all have this idea of what we're supposed to be. And it's, Mm. it's strange to me that people create ideas on things that you can't create ideas for. Like there's no plan for when a baby yeah. comes, you just kind of wing it every single day till they're about 26 or 27 and maybe they move out of your house if you're lucky. <laughs> if not, you yeah. take care of them for many, many more years. But I'm saying, yeah. like, I'm so glad you said that because I think that that statement will ring with so many people is that this idea of who I should have been or this idea of what I should be to my kids. And none of that exists. We're all just winging it day by day. We're trying to figure it out. out. No one has it all figured out. No one knows what the heck they're doing. We're all just (laughs) trying to do our best, Uh, right? (laughs) So I'm glad you said that. Yeah. And I think too, like social media and I think this whole um, awareness now around motherhood has come so far from eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And I just think like there wasn't much knowledge. I mean, there was knowledge, but there wasn't much talking about it and podcasts weren't a thing. And there wasn't really anywhere that we could get all this information other than books or people we talked to. And I swear the people I talked to didn't give me all that information. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of censoring before the whole birth. Right. So yeah, I just think I kind of went in blind expecting a different reality but now I look back and I go wow those struggles like those struggles I had with Jackson they have become my strengths and if I didn't go through that I wouldn't be where I am now right right? so you you have to look at those situations and go there's a lesson in everything we go through and we don't often see it at the time because it's so freaking hard but something will come out of it yeah And I think that the other thing is that when you look back on the most difficult moments of your life, you look back and you think like, well, how come like, wow, that was really tough. But the person that made it to where you are is a person that didn't quit. So I think that that's, that's the persistence of motherhood is that we just don't quit. We're just like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to power through this. And I think that it's almost like, I feel like I wish people would give us more kindness and more compassion when we're trying to figure this out rather than telling us like, Oh, you don't breastfeed your child. Oh, you give your child formula. Oh, you co-sleep with your child. Oh, you let your baby cry it out. It's like, yeah. just mind your business. <laughs> like, yeah. It works for you because every situation is so different. Right. Every situation, every right. situation is different. Everyone is working with different factors. Like, you know, my husband was away for a month at a time. Right. So I made Choice. like most people think oh so your baby would slip you because it's easier I'm like no I made that choice because I didn't want my kid when hubby was home oh now you're back in the crib and then hubby's away you're in the bed that would be so confusing yeah, for exactly. him so I made that choice of going okay I know it's going to be hard to to put these boundaries in place and of course there's exceptions to the rules but for the most part 
I was like, no, I, I would love to co-sleep, but I know that's creating a rod for my own back because I'm probably not going to get a lot of sleep, to be honest, for the next month. And I have to take that sleep where I can. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the thing. That's the thing. It's the sleep, right? It's like, no matter what you do, you need to sleep because you have to get up and do this all over again the next day. So whatever it is that gets you to sleep (laughs) is what you must do. Survive. (laughs) Because it's like now my three-year-old, my youngest... Guess who's in the bed four days a week? But circumstances have changed. Like, right. hubby's home more often. He might go away three, four days a week. So, you know, I start, they have their little radar on and they know, oh, daddy's away, I'm coming into the bed. But, they're, <laughs> but now I'm like, you know what, it's cool. Like, I'm more relaxed. I can yeah. fall back asleep. It's all good. So things do change. And what you're going through at that time, it's going to change. Yeah. It is it's not going to be less everything forever. is a phase. I feel like that's something that I've certainly learned and it slaps me across the face every single time because the things that I struggle with, it's like, oh my gosh, I like I zone in on it and I try my best to research my way out of it, right? Someone oh. has to have an answer for this problem that I'm having. I know that I'm not the only one. I know that a hundred times over about every single thing that I've done in mother or like, you know, every single thing that I've experienced in motherhood. I know someone else out there, many, many women out there have, have experienced the same exact thing. So where are they? How did they get through this? And then, you know, just as soon as I feel like I'm getting close to the answer, then something new happens. And then it's like, you know, whiplash about it, you know, and it doesn't even have to be with, with regards to a kid. It could just be like, myself like I was really excited to chat with you because personally right now in my (laughs) life I feel like so my kids are very young I'm in the like real deep thick of it um and I am having a hell of a time (laughs) trying to prioritize myself or um and my health like I don't even know where to begin to start to become more healthy to like kickstart some sort of um, movement in my body. It's like, yes, I'm stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight when I'm running around with these kids and we're walking to the park and we're, you know, going on a two minute bike ride. But none of that cumulatively creates any sort of like real exercise for me. So like in this moment in life, I just feel my worst in my shell like I just don't feel like I know this body which is so funny because my my youngest is like a year and a half old a little over a year and a half and so I you know genetics plays a a huge role and so you know my I've got my dad's genes he's six seven and he's a string bean and that's I'm five ten and I'm like this but I hit 35 years old and my metabolism was just like we're done. You can't just eat a cheeseburger every week. It's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to eat whatever the hell you want. You can't have dessert every single night. What are you doing? Like, so it's so interesting now because I remember having Sammy, uh, my youngest, who's a year and a half, my body snapped back so quickly. And then now a year and a half later, I'm like, wait, why do I feel this way? It's like my body just is is now saying, okay, cool. So I got you through all of that, like that fourth trimester that they talk about after the baby is born. It's over now. And, you know, you're not eating for two anymore because I I breastfed Sammy for a long time. 
Um, but I'm yeah. done. I'm done nursing her now. So like my body's like, cool. So you don't need those extra calories anymore. Yeah. Just FYI. Um, so now I'm just like trying to figure out how to even begin, like what would like a tangible way to even begin to like kickstart any sort of, I don't know, like mindset shift, because really, you know, we're talking a lot about, like you were saying, you're just in survival mode. You're like, I'll go sleep or I'll not. I had to sleep train because my husband, like it didn't make sense for my family. And so for me, I feel like I could, um, give an excuse to you about why I am the way that I am. Like, oh man, I don't have a kitchen right now because we're in the middle of like a really ridiculous, like our kitchen is completely torn apart because we had a dishwasher leak. So they ripped everything out because of water damage. So I'm like, I just have to eat out every single meal. And so I just can't eat healthy. Like, I don't know. I could give you a million excuses. So giving you all that information, (laughs) what would you say to a person like me who is like, how do I even begin to like start any type of like, wellness journey, health journey, like how the hell do I even begin to change my mindset from survival mode to prioritizing my own health? And I, I want to also add like, so where Alexa is, is where I was some time ago, right? Cause my kids are older than hers. We literally have the whole range from eight, mine are eight. Well now today turned nine. No way. Yeah. Yeah. My oh. oldest birthday was today. Oh. So I totally forgot. <laughs> But so my oldest is nine, my middle is seven, my youngest is five, her oldest is five, right? Yeah, five, three, one. Five, three, one. So when I had my kids around her kids' age, I also hit this similar roadblock where I was like, oh my gosh, like none of my clothes are fitting me. Like I don't, like you said, recognize this body. And I think that many, many moms go through that. And I want to just add like that caveat of, you know, we're not saying that anybody has to look a certain way or be a certain size or like measurements. It's not about that. No, it's It's about feeling feeling good. Right. And whatever that means for everyone Mm -hmm. is different. But I think the, and the other thing with that is everything that you mentioned and everything that every mom goes through is stress. And Mm -hmm. there is science behind what your body does when it's stressed. It will just start to retain and store more and more fat. Mm -hmm. So like you're in this like conundrum, right? Where you're like, well, I'm all the time stressed and I'm gaining weight. So I need to calm down. But then I'm all the time stressed. Mm -hmm. So I'm gaining weight. But like, yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us about your journey to how you got here. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole, the whole thing about sleep, like that is a huge component in weight loss. Like if we're talking losing weight post kids, if you aren't getting adequate sleep. So when you touched on stress, so don't think of like, Oh, this is so hard. Like that, that kind of stress or like my day is stressful. Think of like when you are lacking sleep, your cortisol is raised. So that is your stress hormone. So people think of stress, like you think of your day to day, well, I'm generally not too stressed. Like we say we're stressed, but like if somebody that was like genuinely stressed at work or whatever, that's completely different than, oh, like we're just, it's a bit of a hard day. But if you're lacking sleep, which most moms are, especially in the trenches that you're in right now, like it's very, very easy to reach for a lot of sugary foods, quick fixes. Like, so what I want to say quick fixes, like quick grabs of food to get, get in our body, like grabbing a granola bar on the run. But that's, we're talking calories, like that's 200 calories just for a quick little nibble and then you're going to eat again. So it's 
thinking that like busy moms, they think that they're not eating very much because they're always on the go, always grabbing little bits and pieces. But all of that does add up calorie wise. Mm -hmm. The biggest tip I can give you with kids is not to finish their food. Toddler food, the bite, like you open up a packet of something and they leave half the packet. It's like, oh, I'll just eat this because I'm hungry. All of those will add up. And so pre-kids, you wouldn't have been doing all of that. You wouldn't have been eating the leftover mac and cheese off their plate, the leftover nuggets, whatever. Like (laughs) you wouldn't have been doing that because it just wasn't an option. Now it's there. It's every single day. And you have your kids at home. So it's like three meals a day, there's leftovers, right? So you're probably like, oh, I don't feel like making myself something. I'm just going to finish what's on their plate. That is, I had, she wasn't even a client. She told me, she goes, I stopped eating my kids' leftovers and I lost four kilos, which is like eight pounds. <laughs> so she goes, it is real. Like all, I call them BLTs, like not the yummy, like bacon, lettuce, tomato, but bites, licks, taste. You make a peanut butter <laughs> sandwich, you lick the, lick the knife after, yeah. right? All of those little things, they add up more than we realize. Yeah. And then the second component, like, so sleep is one the bites, the licks, the taste, the little bits of snacking that you wouldn't normally do, so like when you have kids, it happens, is your steps. So like we think that we're busy because we're like on the go, up, down, up, down, like, oh, I'm doing 50,000 squats a day because I'm picking up toys, I'm picking up my kids, I'm moving. But that's not real movement. Like it's not going out for a walk and doing a brisk 45-minute walk. So if you wanted to increase your steps, incorporate the kids. If you want to actually get a, a workout done, incorporate the kids. Like, I honestly think having your kids around you while you're working out is the best thing for them because they see you being healthy. They see yeah. you You're moving modeling your body. that behavior that you you're are. hoping for them to then to incorporate yeah. in their own lives. Yeah. And this is why I say to moms, it's not selfish to exercise because you are showing. Like, we're, we're, we have to lead by example. We are showing our kids what healthy means. And like our generation is so unhealthy. We're getting better, but the generation before us, I mean, obesity is on the rise, right? Yes. So if, if we don't teach our kids, who's going to teach them? Yeah. And it starts with us. So like I will say to moms, like it's not selfish to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to um, show your kids what it means to eat healthy. And they, they will watch you. They'll start to to copy you. And you can be doing sit-ups on the floor, stretching, and your daughter will follow. Like, your son will follow. Like, because they, oh, yeah, they, they want to get involved. Do. And it's funny that you yeah. say that because there was a mo- period in my life where I was working out, yeah. where I was very diligently going to the gym every morning at 5 a.m. I would go. I would lift weights. Girl. I was in the best shape Girl. of my life. Yes. Like, and he still will show me that picture. He's like, babe, remember this? And I'm like, put that away, you son of a bitch. (laughs) But it's funny because when I was doing that, I would do it, like, I would just incorporate it even just 10 minutes. Like, when they would be playing around our pool in their backyard, I would just, like, take a band and throw it over the tree and then just do a couple of push-ups for, like, 10 minutes. But I agree with you. And then they would actually want to do it. And at first, Mm -hmm. they would resist. They would be like, Mom, you never play with us and you don't care. And I'm like, I just played with you for almost two hours. So this is yeah. my time. Mm-hmm. These 10 minutes are my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, it's it's a mind shift change. I agree with you. It's a mind shift change, not just for the mom, but for the child. Because they also need to understand that mom is a human being. Mm-hmm. And that mom yeah. is allowed to make time for herself. And like you said, the biggest hurdle, I think, for all of us is guilting ourselves into thinking that we are not allowed to. Or that, no, or how not dare you? Yes. Almost. Yeah. How dare you take 10 minutes of your time to mm-hmm. work out? Yeah. 
but mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I, that, like, I think that that's great. Incorporating it and forcing change in your house. Yes. Yeah. Like, think of COVID. Like, we couldn't go to the gym. We couldn't even go outside for a lot of the time. So it's like, what are we going to do? Not, not move. So I was like, no, how can we do this? How can we do this at home? And actually it was funny because we had no exercise equipment, right? We couldn't go to, it was all sold out. You couldn't buy anything yeah, online, everything stores right so and I didn't have anything at home at that point so I was like okay we need to get creative well I my I I think my youngest was three months at this time so I'm like okay I can hold him I can squat with him or if I wanted something heavier put my other one on my back and like squat with him do lunges like plank with my son on my back like there's so much you can do but we have to think outside the box Mm -hmm. we do have to think outside the box and I think the biggest um thing for a lot of moms is also I know we think, like, I think the biggest hurdle is saying that I can do it and I have to do it, right? Because I know sometimes by, like, halfway through my day, by, like, even by, like, 10 a.m. or 10.30, I'm beat because I'm, like, I've already done so much, like, mental work Mm -hmm. that my body's like, no, girl, we're not picking up that weight. Sit your butt down. So, and I think it's, like, it's forcing yourself to get into that rhythm because most moms will say right like I don't have the energy mm-hmm. I don't have the time it's not that <coughs> we don't have the time mm-hmm. it's that we are choosing not to make the time yeah it's almost like you know moms mothers are so mentally tough and then like I'll just say for myself I know that I'm mentally tough I will be taxed with just like non-stop screaming for four hours straight from one of my three kids at all times like there's never not noise in my home so like I feel like I'm mentally tough I could be like you know what I'm just I'm I'm blocking out the noise I'm gonna stay calm in this moment right and then there comes a point right but what's what's interesting to me is like but I can't I myself feel like I'm it's very hard for me to be mentally tough about exercise because it's a different it's different. Type of it's different because discipline. it has to do it has to do with you. That's yeah. why it's different. Yeah. I think it's very easy for moms to be mentally tough for their children, but then when it comes to being mentally tough for us, mm-hmm. we're like we just kind of completely put that to the side because it's like I cannot be mentally tough for myself because I have to do this and I have to do that and sometimes there are excuses. <laughs> like sometimes yeah. we just yeah. don't want to. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you really that's where the mindset comes in and you have to dig deep into instead of thinking what am I losing by working out? What am I gaining? Right? So if we, if we shift our mindset, instead of thinking, oh, it's going to be time out of my day, I'm going to be tired. I'm probably going to have to have a shower after. That. My kids are going to be <laughs> like, you, could just not. you know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, instead of thinking of all the things that it's taking away from you, think of what it's giving yeah. you. So when my alarm goes off in the morning, and it's like 445, and I'm going, okay, and it's dark, and it's cold here, I'm going, I'm going out for a walk. I don't walk alone. I walk with a girlfriend, but I still have to get out and meet yeah. her, right? Yeah. So I have in my phone, like a little affirmation saying, what are you gaining? Not what are you losing? Cause you automatically think I'm tired. Yeah. I need yeah. more sleep. Yeah. I've had a rough night. The baby was crying. I went to bed late. I don't have my shoes. Like whatever it is, you always think of these excuses. Like I've been doing this for years. The excuses still come as soon as that alarm goes off. But I go, no, what am I gaining by going? Okay. So I'm going to be a more patient mom. I'm going to be more productive because I've started my day moving. I'm going to be happier because I've done something for myself. And realistically, that is probably the hardest part of the day. Boom, done. 
yeah. is not pressing snooze on that alarm when it goes off and it's dark and it's cold and you're like, oh, save me. <laughs> but yeah, you have to dig deep. And I think starting out slow, like don't don't go. You know what? I'm gonna go walk for 45 minutes. Just be like, I'm gonna get up and just get up when my alarm goes off. Start that habit slow and build on that. So. You don't have to think, okay, I'm getting up and doing a 45-minute weight session. I haven't lifted weights in two years. Like, what's going on? Just get up. Like, just start the habit with showing up to yourself. Even sit there, have coffee in silence. Trust me, waking up before your kids, no matter how tired you are, it is like the gift from God. (laughs) It really is. is. Tara, it really is because I did this like a week or two ago. I was like, you know what? I, cause I initially, cause I work from home. So initially what I would do is seven o'clock when my alarm goes off, that means it's time for them to get up also. And I get them ready. I brush my teeth after they've showered and they've gotten ready. So I'm getting ready with them mm-hmm. and it's a complete like cluster, clusterfuck. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my yeah. language, but it's just complete chaos. I decided yeah. one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up at 6am and I'm going to shower and I'm going to brush my teeth in peace. And I'm going to go downstairs and make myself a cup of tea. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to stare out my window. It was life changing. It was like, I yeah. was I was in the best mood for the whole week because I didn't make it through the week. <laughs> but that one day. Carried you through. Huh? Carried me through the whole week. I was like, damn, this Dude. is great. Yeah, it is a game changer. Like, and I would say that's one of the top tips I can give new moms in general is getting up before your kids. And I know it can be hard when you have the babies that are waking up throughout the night. Like that's not realistic, but that's just also going back to whatever stage phase you're in motherhood. You have to be aware that it's going to change and your own schedule is going to change. And eventually it will get easier. And like, Ashka, we're in the stages now where it's pretty consistent. Like things are kind of coming together where the kids are kind of waking up at the same time every day. And, you know, we can assume that they're going to go to bed okay and like we're in that stage right yeah you know it's it's different when they're a lot younger like 18 months is still very young so um yeah I'd say you have probably another you know 18 months to go before things start to really smooth out Mm -hmm. and you can and you can create your consistent schedule but work with what you've got now like don't wait 18 months to start just start Mm -hmm. slow and like even if you're like okay um my son gets up at 6 a.m. Set your alarm for 5.30. Like, it doesn't have to be hours before them. Yeah. But just a little bit before. And it's going to, you're going to feel uncomfortable at first. But honestly, that's, that's where it has to be. Like, you're not going to grow unless you're uncomfortable. So you need to push through that. And it'll eventually just become who you are. Like, but you have to, the first time you're like, yeah, I've done it. I've woken up early. I've, yeah. you know, had my coffee. That's great. <laughs> it's the second time that's hard. The yes. second time. And I'm, t- it's, it's, it's sticking it through. I think that's hard because a lot of times it's not even just kids, right? Like we all go through like big changes in life or your relationship or something hard happens to your kid. And now you have to now re adjust and reframe your mind and things like that can be really taxing. And I think when you and I and Alexa first spoke, you talked about compassion for yourself. And I think that that's really important through anybody's like fitness and wellness journey is, is giving yourself compassion. Like how I know, like, I know it's like getting into a routine, doing this day after day, doing this day after day, but a lot of moms don't give themselves that compassion, right? Like we don't give ourselves the like, okay, yes, I'm having a rough day and maybe I need to take a day's break, but like, 
just compassion for yourself. Like you said that to us the first time, like where you were like, you need to have more kind, like moms need to be more kind and compassionate to themselves. And I yeah, think this, but it's so easy to do. We always think of what we're doing wrong or right. where we should be, or, you know, you, you blink and your kid's two years old and you're like, Oh, I should be here. I should be able to do this. But that's not the case, right? Like right. it's, it's a journey. It is a journey. And until we start enjoying where we're at and going, you know what? I birthed a human. Things take time. It's not just bounce back. Like what is bounce back? Right? Like that's not even, I don't know why they, they even say, why they. say that. Yeah. Cause you're never like, the same. I mean, I'm not the same person I was yesterday with all the information right. that you take in. I feel like, we're in constant growth, you know, we're in constant, like, we're constantly changing. Yeah, we are because so you're why never would you want to bounce back? Yeah. You're not supposed to bounce back. Like you don't even do that in video games. You don't want to go back to a level you already finished. Like, <laughs> you know, like once you finish your level where you are at, do you ever want to go back to that stage? Like, yeah, you might miss the little toes and the little feet, but you're never in your life going to be again. Like, yeah, I loved being sleep, sleep deprived. Let me bounce back to that. No, yeah. hell no. Nobody wants to bounce back in life. So yeah. that term itself is, so stupid because it's like Quash there is it. no bouncing back no. why should women snap back or bounce back yeah. we're not elastic <laughs> no and I think though as like as moms and being compassionate with yourself it doesn't mean that when when you've had a day where you're like oh like you know everything's going wrong and the kids are fighting and they you know destroyed the house and <laughs> they ended up having piece of toast for dinner like those days happen and that's right. fine and it's going okay I can I can work with that but this doesn't have to be every day. It's going to be, this is going to happen. This is motherhood. It's don't beat yourself up for it and stop reading, you know, those perfect Instagram posts <laughs> of these moms that are making, you know, quinoa cookies and oh <laughs> all that God, kind yes. of stuff. Like it's, it's not reality. And yeah. I think a lot of the time we get so caught up with what is out there on social media that it's not reality. It's curated. It's everyone's highlight reel of, you know, what, what they want to be seen as. And that's not, reality it's right I mean for a lot of a lot of yeah um yeah not ours like ours is like you know I'm just woken up today <laughs> like, yeah ours are, is pretty raw and real <laughs> very real but you know you, a lot of it out there is so curated right mm -hmm. it's so polished and it's easy not it's easy to get caught up in that and compare but really at the end of the day I think most moms are in the sweatpants 90 percent of the time yeah. and we're just going through the motions and yeah, I think we just need to show up to ourselves the best we can with what we've got and, and control what we can, but let go of what we can't yeah. and really just have that mindset going into it. But knowing that, Hey, we don't need to throw the towel in. We don't need to, um, you know, to give up. We can still show up to ourselves, Even if that means, Hey, I'm going to get up and do a stretch today because that's what my, what my brain needs. That's yeah. what my body wants to do. I'm not going to go do weights. I'm going to stretch because that's still something for me. And that's not selfish. It's self care it with what we've got. And it's, it's also just being a better mom for your kids. Like you said before, um, I want you to spend a little bit of time without giving away too much about the fit mom method. So I know that there's probably like multiple pieces to being a fit mom aside from just, um, the physical outward appearance. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, clients that would come or maybe our audiences that want to explore fit mom method with Tara? What, what should they expect? 
Yeah, yeah. So in a, in a nutshell, um, I run an eight-week group coaching program. Now, so how it all started was because of, I said before, like my struggles with weight, being a mom, um, like that whole like part-time single mom life, it was a <laughs> struggle. Like, and my husband would be like, you're not a single mom. I'm like, I was part-time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes you're, and you're not the only one that says that. I Seriously. say that. I'm like, oh, I'm single momming this week. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've all, we, yes. Yes, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. So I just, I went, I went through that. Um, and I don't think, I don't think I've said it. I have three kids now. So yes. it was um, a slow progression. I have an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So over time, I, I struggled at the beginning with my weight and knowing what to do. And I tried all the different things, you know, I tried the keto, I tried juicing, I tried cutting out alcohol, cutting out sugar, cutting out bread, you know, like I tried all the different all things of it. and nothing all of the things and nothing would work long-term. Like, yes, I would have results for a little bit, but then I'd be like, oh, I can't follow this anymore and and go back to eating how I normally would and put all this weight back on and be super frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't have the time to then go, okay, well, what else am I going to do? Because now I have children and I have to take care of them. And it was just, I was unhappy. I'd lost my confidence. Anyway, it wasn't until I started taking that ownership and going, you know what, I'm the only one that can can do this and I need to go back to the basics of what will actually work and it's not going to be quick it's going to be sustainable so I really started focusing on the habits like the daily habits like the getting up early the um going to bed at a decent time the making sure that I wasn't snacking on my kids food like just little things but I was very consistent like I had this whole like mindset shift mind that shift of I need to be consistent because I I have to give up that all or nothing. So it was very all or nothing, or yeah. I wouldn't do anything unless it was going to be perfect. Yes. Which that's just anxiety one one, right? Like it's just we're we're afraid to fail, right? So it was me going, I can't do that. I can't start that because it's not going to be perfect. But I was really just afraid to let my guard down and go. Oh well, like didn't work today. Yeah. So. Once I lost that that whole mindset about all or nothing, it, that's when it really started to shift for me. So with the habits, um, you know, the consistency, better organization, um, it all it all came together. And it wasn't just the right diet. It wasn't just the right kind of exercise. It was a combination of everything. And so this is why I'm like, it's not just one thing. Don't focus on one thing slowly incorporate all these different things. So that's what I work with my clients on. Yes, it's, you know, most of my clients do want to lose weight. Some want to just get stronger. Some want better, some want a better relationship with food. Um, Some want to just start exercising in general. So everybody is different. And this is why it's not just some cookie cutter, like this is your program. Like we work together in one-on-one, but in a group environment. So every week we'll have a group coaching call um, on Zoom, and we'll cover specific topics that are pertinent to the journey. So, you know, everything from calories and macros, um, you know, why nutrition is important, effective exercise, habits, mindset, organization. Um, the topic today that just before I got into this call with you was eating healthy on a budget because the cost yes. of food is exorbitant right now. So, yes. how can I feed my family of five? And not break the bank, but how can I still stick to my goals and not break the bank? Because, you know, people argue that eating healthy is expensive because you can go to McDonald's or um, what's your Burger King or like all those places and they're like 20 nuggets for $2. Right? <laughs> like, how, like, if you're struggling, struggling financially, how do you feed your family well? Yeah. Well, 
I teach you that. So it's just incorporating incorporating all of these different things in order to have sustainable results long term. Um, no quick fixes. Like it's really it's I always say like it's so it's not sexy like keto or yeah. you know the 80 oh 20 yes. <laughs> the calorie thing. But it's it's real and it's sustainable and it works because it's just what you have to do is the fundamentals, it's the basics of everything that people overlook because they want to do the sexy diets. They want yes. to do those shreds. They want to do all the things like I call it like the low hanging fruit. They're like, Oh, that sounds really exciting. I'm going to lose, you know, 20 pounds in two weeks. And then no, like <laughs> well, I, I that, doesn't, that doesn't work. I think it's also a lot yeah. of moms will walk down the street and you see a lot of, well, here in San Diego and maybe where you are too, but you see a lot of people just walk around in athletic wear mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm at a stage in my life where I usually have to unbutton my jeans yeah. after a meal. <laughs> and like, I remember there are times where I would like really shit on myself after like walking down the street in like, you know, areas where there's more college students. And I would sit there and compare my almost 40 year old self with a 21 year old that looks amazing with her like perfectly quaffed sweaty hair yeah. in her perfectly right. matched Lululemon right, right, right. leggings with the top that matches. And I'm like, damn. What have I done She's to myself? But the thing is, it's it's perspective, right? It's like, yes, I'm not in that stage in mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to be healthy. I want to be healthy like her. Do I want to look like yeah. her? Sure. Is it a do or die for me? No. I want to be healthy is the core of it. And that's I need it. something that is sustainable. So I'm, I'm so glad that you said that. And that's part of like your program. Because I think for mm -hmm. a lot of women, we all start on this stuff. Like I told you, I did, I did this for like two months. I was in the best shape of my life. And then it all went downhill because it wasn't sustainable. Like yeah. I would have to do like detoxes for three days and I had to um, stick to certain meals and have a certain amount of shakes. And I was literally sitting there like weighing all my food on like a little scale. And it was, it was impossible to keep it long-term. So, yeah. and I think it's also like for a lot of moms, we forget to take care of ourselves. And then we get to a place where we're like, oh my gosh, I'm now at this point. How am I ever going to get to from, you know, get back to the way things were. And I need something that's going to happen fast. It doesn't happen mm -hmm. fast, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it took years to get to where you are. You had a child. You brought life into yeah. this world. Um, and a yeah. part of it is also just loving your body and, like, respecting your body because it did so much. Yeah. yeah. And I think, too, like, you touched on something saying, you know, women want it to be fast. But the right. thing is, like, when you're on a journey... When you decide to start to take care of yourself, you you feel better instantly. Like yes. you feel better before you start to physically change, right? Mm. So mm. that is like fuel in the fire itself. And as moms, as tired, we're, we're low energy, like we're, you know, we're taking care of everyone else. We want to feel good, right? So I think a lot of mothers now that are like, okay, aesthetics aside, like I just want to feel better. Yes. I want to feel more confident. I want to feel like I want to put on my jeans again. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be in a bikini, but I just want to be able to like, do up my jeans. Right. And so the different <laughs> mindset around what health and fitness is now. And it does go a long way to feel good. It does. Mm -hmm. So when you start to feel better, you start to do better. And when you start to do better, that's when the changes physically will happen. Mm -hmm. So I think the way I coach women is that it's not a like, hey, what does your um your bikini body look like? It's right. more like how do you feel? Like how yeah. how are you feeling? Yeah. Like oh my gosh, like 
getting messages like I went shopping and I had to buy two sizes down. I didn't even think that I was there yet. Like, because they're not focusing on aesthetics per se, they're focusing on how they feel and how they're getting stronger. And, you know, by, by focusing on that, everything's going to come, but you have to love what you're doing. Otherwise, like any diet, like any exercise program, you're going to give it up if you don't love it. Mm -hmm. And I think so also, it has to work with you. And I think also, like, like you said, when you feel good in most homes, the woman is the center of the house, whatever you feel permeates throughout your house. So if you're angry, your house is going to be angry. If you're calm, your house is going to be calm. And this is also very true of our spouses, right? So like whether it's your husband or your wife, yeah, we, and for (laughs) us, everyone's codependent on mom for the most Mm -hmm. part, right? So I think, I agree with you. I think when you start to feel good and you start to feel like you're in a calm place, the calm just kind of descends upon the house as well. Cause every, you, you are just so relaxed that it just gives off a vibe. And I a hundred percent agree with you. I think if you feel good, then everything else makes sense, Mm -hmm. but it's getting to that point where you're like, okay, let me start with feeling good, like Mm -hmm. feeling good holistically. Mm -hmm. What does that mean for me? And then continue my journey from there. And I really, really love Tara that you do that, right? It's not just like, okay, well, what's your, what's your goal size? What, what pant size do you want to fit into? That's never the place to start. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. It's like, how do you want to feel? Why, why are you struggling? Well, I'm tired. I feel disorganized. I feel like there's not enough time in the day. Well, okay. Like let's start there because I, I talk a lot about like the building blocks, like we need to get to the foundation of why things have gotten out of control or why you're feeling so tired, kids aside, like what are your habits doing, right? Your habits show who you are. What are you doing each day? And it's what we do most of the time, not some of the time. Yeah. So if we're most of the time following healthy habits and showing up to ourselves in a positive way, that's what we're, we're going to feel most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. But if we're constantly like, oh, I'm pressing snooze or I'm staying up till 11 to watch Netflix because this is my, my me time. Like, it's just this snowball effect. You're just going to feel, yeah, every day you're just going to, like, it's going to compile. Yeah. And it's so hard because I've been there as well. Like, when you, you know, when you feel like it's the only time that you have, you're like, I deserve this time. Right. But then you wake up the next day like, yeah Yeah, it's so true and it's also just about like keeping it simple right like you said like you don't because when you watch like instagram videos or you watch like these workout videos some of them are insane like you like people Mm. take a squat and turn it into like let's squat all the way up to mount everest and all the way back down it's like that's not a real squat right (laughs) like that's not real like keep it simple maybe you need to just like do five squats like i did five squats today right like i remember (laughs) When I was in this stage of my life where I was working out, I I actually had a trainer because I was like, I don't know anything about fitness yeah, and I don't want to hurt myself. Right. So I got a trainer yeah. and she would kind of work me through a routine and give me exercises to take home. And some a portion of it was squats. And I decided to go and like Google like, you know, cooler squats to do and I remember I was doing these squats where I would squat and then jump up my staircase and then keep doing it oh my, God. Off my staircase and I sent her the video and I was like what do you think do you think this is helpful she was like honestly I don't know what you're doing <laughs> she was like you just need to do a squat just stop. Like, just just, you, you need to calm alive. down. Right. You need to. You're doing too much. Right. She was like, do I don't less. know what you're doing. She was like, just do squats, like we talked about. But it was like, I think that's the other thing is like we always want everything to be like extra or more or like if I do this, then I'll get somewhere faster. And it's just it's 
No, because you'll burn out. It's that whole all or nothing mentality. And like, and I have, I have clients that come to me and they're like, okay, so I'm currently not working out. I'm not doing anything right now, but I'm happy to do four or five days in the gym. And I was like, slow down. Yeah. Yeah, Slow down. Hold on. So you're telling me you haven't worked out at all in years (laughs) and now you're going to do five days. Like, so how how are you going to make this happen? Where's that magic wand? Cause I, I'd like one. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm ready to go. I'm like, no, no, no. This is so all or nothing. I'd rather you go one day a week and hit that for the next three weeks, even two weeks. If you you hit one day a week, I will up that. If you hit those two days a week, I will up that. You, you are dictating what I prescribe for you. Mm -hmm. So, but you need to start slow because if you go, yeah, I'm going to the gym five days a week and you make it twice, you feel like you failed, right? Yes. Whereas if you go, hey, I'm going to go one, but I went two, you're like, winning! Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, amazing! I love so that. So that's what I want women to feel. Like, I want them to feel that they are succeeding, and they are succeeding, but most of the time, people come in too hot and too fast. Yes. And work. it doesn't work long term, just like, you know, like anything. Like, you can't sustain that. Like, if you think, if you're doing something, and you're like, hmm, can't wait for this to end, or... I can't, in three months, I won't be doing this. This is the wrong thing for you. Yeah. You have to pick something that you can actually rinse and repeat for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and just becomes who you are, yeah. not what you're doing. It, it, you're, it's becoming you. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I really we cool. both were talking about like we both because of where we are with our own physical mental body journeys. We both were like, I think I want to sign no. up. <laughs> we're gonna sign up. <laughs> Like I just, it's about the holistic. It's the whole holistic piece of just yeah, it's the whole self-care. person because it, it's it's interesting. You're not just like, okay, we'll work on the shape of your body. Right. You're also like, but how are you? Right, right. <laughs> what is it that you want? Yeah. Like, what is it that will make life easier for you? And for me. I don't, like, I don't need to knock off, like, several inches off my waist. I just want to not unbutton my pants after a meal. (laughs) You just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. Yeah, I just want to feel, yeah, not heavy. And I think that's most moms. We just want to feel better. We just want, we give out so much love in the world as moms. We, like, everybody that touches our lives, we love them so dearly. And I think it's just, like, we, we should need to love ourselves like I think it's so important yeah yeah why is and it's really too <laughs> I don't know I don't know why it's so hard for us oh because we take on so much and we wear so many hats like True. taxi driver chef cleaner yes. Yes. organized like Personal party host logistic you know, like, coordinator I mean you put mom on your resume it would just be like Whoa. I'm telling Amazing. you I mean, nobody says that though people don't people think that a mom is not a real job, but you're doing multiple jobs in one person, and you're not doing easy jobs. You're doing hard jobs, but um, I think just physical jobs like around the house. Like right. think of people are shaping the lives of individuals. <laughs> exactly, Raising you're literally creating the future. Humans. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that it's freaky and amazing at the same time. Like, I actually feel a bit sick in my stomach just saying yeah. that out loud. But it's like yes. you are literally creating human beings and between us we have nine right can you imagine wow. that's like a whole soccer team or i don't know i don't i'm not that's good with athletics basketball but team. yeah that wait no, one, that. no it's not we're, we're one shy dang it <laughs> but, i mean but it's a lot of people right and yeah. it's a lot of pressure on us as moms and i think just like the physical aspect of how many hats we're wearing and all the things we're doing the coming and the going and the 
you know, the, the time management and all of that, like that aside, it's just the mental load of being a mom, which is super, super hard. And people talk about, you know, mental health and all that, but they don't talk about the mental load of being a mom. Like it's, it's a lot and it's a lot to unpack. Like, for example, I'm going back to Canada for two weeks and I'm going alone. My kids are staying at home, having between like a friend, the mother-in-law and my husband taking care of the three kids, like off to school activities, that sort of thing. Hubby goes, okay, so he's very capable, but he goes, can you write me like a bit of a itinerary of like what goes down? No joke. 12 pages later, I was like, oh, whoa. I had like photos with like what goes, he goes, take a photo of their lunchbox because I need to know what goes in it. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, food, like just food, yeah, fruit, food food He's like, no, no, take a photo. <laughs> so <laughs> I have a description, like the in the list, this is what they take to this activity. This is what they take to that activity. They'll be in bags. And I'm going, you don't realize, because we just go through the motion, right? Yeah. We go through the flow. Yep. We wake up, we do it every single day. Yep. But if you were to give that to somebody else, it is a lot It is a of lot. fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a lot of fucking life. work. It is, it is a lot. But I think in it's all a- fairness, I think sometimes we as women have to also learn to relinquish control. Cause I know a lot of times for me, like when I would, when I would travel, I would give Enya like a whole laundry list of like, these are the clothes for Monday. These are the clothes for Tuesday. There's a snack for Monday. This is snack for Tuesday. Yeah. This is lunch for Monday. This is lunch for Tuesday. And it would turn into like this weird rap song. And like, at some point, like at some point I had to be like, whoa, like calm down Jay-Z. Like you don't need yeah. to do this. Like, yeah, so they're not going to have the perfectly cut cucumbers and, you know, wheat, whole wheat crackers that I pack for them, but will they be alive and breathing? Hell yeah. Cause, cause, yeah. Because a lot of times I think what we do is we think that, or we praise dads for like, oh, he's such a good father. You know, he packed lunch for them and he took them to their sports. And it's like, yes, that's what he's supposed to do because <laughs> he is also a parent in this two-parent mix. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like... I think we also do that to ourselves a lot of times. We put so much on our head and we feel like if it's not done the way we do it, it just won't be perfect. And I think that that's another huge thing. Like, I know for me, like these past couple of weeks, I've been going through a lot of change um, and I've told myself like, okay, it's time to relinquish control. Control must be gone. Like I can't, I cannot control what Mm -hmm. the universe is going to throw at me. So, like, today, like I told you, it was my son's birthday. We, I decided last night, I was like, well, I should throw him a birthday party. So I was like, what do you want to do, buddy? What do you want to do for your birthday? He was like, I want to go to the pool and I want to invite A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K friends. I was like, okay, sure, I'll text their parents. I'll see if they'll show up. Normally, like, a couple years ago, I would have planned all the decor, all the paper plates and the cups and the napkins would have matched. The pizza would have been in multiple different topping flavors and there would have been like a whole thing. A cake would have been ordered. Mini cupcakes would have been ordered. A variety of juice boxes would be available and beers for the adults. This time I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going through a lot right now. He's going to have a simple pool party. And And I bet it was a blast. It was he actually, when we got home, he actually looked at me and he was like, mom, he was like, that was the best birthday ever. Aww. He was like, thank you, mom. And I was like, this was is so what relinquishing yeah, yeah. control feels yeah. like. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. literally, all I did was I bought like an 18 pack of like Doritos and chips from Target. We had like one pizza and everyone yeah. had a blast. We, I bought popsicles that totally melted. And <laughs> yeah. back in the day, I would have had a complete meltdown about it. 
Because a whole yeah. box, like almost 36 popsicles, totally <laughs> melted. <laughs> The kids don't care. They, don't they just care. want you to be there. Yeah. Like, exactly. they don't care what you look like, what you're doing, what... They just want you physically there. Yeah. Because that that's what they want at the end of the day, is that attention and that love, and to know that they are loved. Exactly. Which is exactly what you did. Exactly. And that's that's what happened. They literally took the melted popsicles, and they were like, we're going to have a water balloon <laughs> were fight. They, were they drinking? <laughs> they turned it into a water balloon fight, because the packages were yeah. just squishy. Oh, and I was like, okay, yeah. we're not going to do that, though. Because we're at a community pool. But... <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> Just hose it down later. Yeah, but I think um, this was a great conversation. I, I'm not even joking. Like, I feel like I'm really going to sign up for your group. Your uh, um, transformation. The link. Go I to have Instagram. The the yes. I'll have there. Um, yeah, for sure. We'll have a chat. We'll have a chat off of Zoom, of course. Yeah, of but, course. Um, and I really hope that many of our audiences or people that are listening will... Can, I'm sure they all can relate, but I hope that our audience actually takes the time yeah. to make time for themselves. Like, cause we, we yeah. talk a lot about this stuff on various different podcast episodes. We've talked about so much about just self-care and guilt that comes with it. Um, mm. and the whole mission of Nari Nest is really, is trying to, to make it okay to care about yourself. Mm. To yeah. be okay to and, and why. Like, why do you want to do this? Like, right. why do I want to take care of myself? And I think a lot of the time people think, you know, health and fitness is so aesthetic based, but right. it's really just like when you actually take care of yourself. So your why is I'm a better mom. I'm yes. more patient. I feel better. Like those mm-hmm. are my whys. Everyone's whys are going to be slightly different. Like I have one client, she was like, my mom died really early and I need to be healthy. Like that is my why. Like I want to be there for my kids. Mm-hmm. Or I had another client that was like, you know what? I need to get healthier and fitter because my kids are out running me and I want to play soccer with them. Like, yeah. so that is so deep, right? Like that's mm-hmm. not just, Hey, I want to be, you know, two sizes smaller. It's deeper than that. It's yes. so much deeper. Yeah. And I think the biggest, and I think the biggest takeaway from everything that you said, and I've, I've, I actually had this exact sort of quote on my wall when at my desk, um, there was a, I think he was like a Academy winning or uh, there was an actor that talked about how he was like the, the fastest way to get anywhere is slowly. And like, when I heard that, I was like, huh, so it's not Mm -hmm. the fastest way to get somewhere is not fast. Like, it has to be slow. And I think that that's what you talked about over and over again, that the journey to tra- of transformation, whether it's physical or mental or spiritual or whatever, it's slow. Mm-hmm. It takes time because mm-hmm. you're undoing habits. You're undoing things that you've forced yourself to believe for so long. So that kind of transformation, it takes time. And you mm-hmm. have to go through it with kindness and compassion for yourself Mm -hmm. and you know let other people know that i'm on this journey and i need you to support me and i'm gonna need more time for myself and i think that that's important also right like i feel like we as moms don't do that we go on these journeys but we don't let people know like okay i'm going on this journey and i'm gonna need you to support me in this way that way or whatever and give me this much time of my day um because you can't do it alone Mm And just just knowing that it's not going to be linear either. I think a lot of the time people think, oh, I'm going to go do something and I'm going to go from here to here and it's going to look like this. But really, like if it's like like this, right? But having this all or nothing, like a lot of people go here, down, here, down, and they end up in the same place, right? Right. When you when you look at your journey as a journey, Mm -hmm. like there's going to be ups or downs. There's going to be there's going to be obstacles. Like think of the last 
two weeks, there's there's an obstacle, right? right. Like you can't you can't say as a, as a mom, as a human, as a woman, that there's not an obstacle. So we have to look ahead and go, okay, I know there's gonna be obstacles, but they're not gonna get me down. Yes. I know when I face one, how am I gonna get how am I gonna get over it? Right. I'm gonna face it and go, this is one day, this is two days, this is three days, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's not my reality, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a blip in the radar. Mm-hmm. And once we get over that hump, it's like cool. Now we're going again, but we're going to get to another obstacle Mm -hmm. and they're going to keep coming because that's life. But we need to be able to see it like that and not go when we get to an obstacle. Oh, I failed. I've quit. This is all too hard Mm -hmm. because it's going to be hard. There's going to be hard times, but we can get over them, but we need to be open to it and go, you know what? I'm stronger than that. I can get over these obstacles. Mm -hmm. I think we are, we as women and as mothers, we are so much stronger than we think. And we are, the world is just, like scraping the shell of the strength of a mom like it's just if you took that strength you wouldn't need water and wind to run turbines like you could do that with the strength of a mom um because we are just so damn powerful and i'm always in awe of the things that moms do i'm in awe of what you did when your husband was stationed elsewhere (laughs) taking care of a newborn after having a c-section i'm always in awe of my co-host and my friend and everything that she carries, and she's always so calm through all of it. Honestly, I'm I, I'm in awe of every single woman in my life in so many different ways. Um, I don't yeah. ever want to be born a man. No offense, I love them, but um, I yeah. just I think that we have a different different amount of strength and um. Different level of support. And this is why I love what you're doing because it's like you have created this community for women to be raw, authentic, real, and to talk to each other and to talk about the cracked nipples and the cesarean and the all of the stuff that men would never talk about, right? It's just not it's not what they do. So it's yeah, it's really, really good what you guys are doing. And we need more communities like that because it is a journey. And it the is. village, like you need a village because we, like we have what we used to have in, in the past where, you know, you'd live with your aunties and your grandma right. and another auntie was down the road. Like that doesn't happen anymore. Doesn't People happen. move away. Yeah. Like I'm in Australia and my brother lives in China. Like we're yeah. all over the place. Yeah. yeah. So it's really important to find these communities. And it sounds like you've really found your little tribe. And it's so lovely that you're like, I love all the women in my life. Cause if you, if you don't find another tribe, like right. you need to have that support. And yeah. this is why the whole like online community is so amazing because even if you're in a place where you're like, listen, my hometown's a dud, like <laughs> don't have anyone to support me, you can find it online. Yeah. It's true. Cool. And it's just, it's more women like you that are supporting the, like just the rawness of it all, not yeah. just the aesthetically filtered, perfectly coordinated um, Instagram yeah. feed, but mm. the raw, just how it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But seriously, this was really great, and I'm I'm definitely gonna look into like your program because I feel like yeah. I just want to feel better about myself. Like I feel like I'm always bloated, and I'm just like approach. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be like I said, like an all or nothing approach. You have to work with what you've got right. for where you are at. Right. And it really it really is showing up to yourself, but having that accountability and that support. Like we were saying, like having a community where you can call on and ask questions and you know, not feel alone. And I am a text message away, like, you know what I mean? Like asking questions as you go. And it's like, yeah, just knowing that you have that person 
Because like I I outsource everything now. Like I used to try to like hubby keep me accountable. Hubby help me with my business, and he's like yeah yeah that's great. Two weeks later I'm like can we do that like accounting? And he's like oh no like it doesn't work. Yeah, like yeah. friends and family it's really hard to keep accountable. Oh yeah, 100%. and a long time ago it's just it doesn't work. It doesn't so work. yeah, it doesn't work. And I think sure. a community is what women thrive on communities. We all need it. Oh um, yeah. It's, it's our support system at the end of the day. Like when I have a rough day, I am not going to be like, Oh babe, can we talk? I'm going to call Alexa. Or I'm going to call my best friend in New York. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, I had a shit day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, yeah. because it's just, it's different. You just, they just can't relate to it the way that another woman can. Yeah. There's something about the female connection. You know, yeah. it's different. It's just different. Uh, we need the ladies. I was going to say like, so when hubby was working away and coming home away coming home when he was gone for the month at a time like talk like talking about like masculine feminine energy and yeah. how at the time I had no idea about this like I didn't even yeah. know it was a thing mm-hmm. but when he would go away I'd go into like military mode where I was like <laughs> each day was planned I was like meals were like ready like it almost got to the point where he came home and I was like no, no, that's not on the plan. We're not doing that. And he'd be like, oh, like, I just want to, like, chill. Like, can we just right. go do this? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, everything was scheduled. Like, da, da. And I couldn't drop that masculine yes. energy mm-hmm. because I was in almost that survival mode mm-hmm. on my own. Yeah. And this so many arguments because he's like, I've just come home from work after a month. I just want to, like, go with the flow. And I was like, who's flow? And what time does she get here? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. No, it's not real. Like, yeah. When no, it's real. Like, it's really yeah. real. I'm so like I actually went through the same thing because my husband also used to travel a lot. When we first had our kids, he would be gone like three, four days a week. Um, some yeah. days like the whole week, and we would only see him like on Saturday. Um, and I would get very irritated with him if he did anything that was not something that I had planned. Because I would be like, yeah. "This is how it's flowing, and you are just like you're here. Like no, we're going this way, and you're like over here, and he." He would just be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, I'm here. I'm trying to help you. And I'm like, no, you're, you're, you're fucking with my plan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard with women because we, like, we're in two mindsets. We're like, I can do anything. Why am woman? Like, hear me roar. But then also, too, like, our caveman instincts, <laughs> we need to be masculine. Like, we, that, we're not that far from the caveman. We're <laughs> like, it. it's, we're not that far. So we need to go, okay, we need to tap into that feminine masculine and we can be masculine, but we have to be aware when we need to be feminine. And Agreed. it's not being like, oh, do everything for me, but it's just being softer. Right. And once I look to like soften yes. and allow him to like take care of me, everything <laughs> changes. Yeah. It's very but, true yeah. though. It is. There's, there's yeah. so many journeys, man. So many journeys yeah. through this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I just think it's so cool that you're doing a podcast. Like, yeah. it's a real commitment. It's a real, like, it's your it's your baby. It is. Yeah, it's totally it's my baby. Like, I monitor it every day and I make sure I, you know, feed it positive energy. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But, yeah. all right, Tara, well, I'm Tara, you thank go. you so much for your time. We appreciate the conversation and, yeah, just chatting with us yeah. and educating <laughs> us. And uh, I just want to hang out again. Let's hang out. Do well, you. I, so like I was she she and I were both saying we want to sign up. Is that is do we have to wait for the next eight week or do you just sign up anytime? So, no. So there's two options. If you want to do the group coaching, which I would highly recommend, I feel like I do one on one, but that's more for people that like don't want to be in a group environment. They like have crazy weird schedules where we have to like have a phone call like eight p.m. or like <laughs> six. Like it's just all over the place, right? Yeah. Um. 
that's one-on-one but the group coaching you're in a group environment which I feel like you'll be fine in because you can ask questions it's um a set program but you also have me behind the scenes so you still can message me whenever ask questions whenever um it's all personalized as well so like you two will have completely different programs because you're different people um and all that so yeah if you want to do that that next one starts August 14th okay which is like six weeks yeah Yeah. okay so what's my homework from now until (laughs) August 14th to just begin yeah to just just start start just just start just what what's what is your biggest struggle right now uh the way that I feel inside my body I don't know this I don't know her anymore like I, I guess how I don't, you feel mentally or like how because you, you like no like physically you, like it's just the feeling though it is, and that's it's very uncomfortable that's really what it is like I know I have never stuck with anything past feeling sore So I'm wondering, like, now that you have worked out consistently for however long you've done it, are you just incessantly sore? Or are you like, like, I know you have to get over that hump, but like that, when my body starts screaming at me, I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll rest you now. And then I just never get back up. It goes away after a while. Yeah. I've never been disciplined enough to do that. People are like, if I'm not sore, I'm not you know, making progress. Like Mm -hmm. that is a, that is a myth. Mm -hmm. You don't actually need to be sore. And the more consistent you are, the less sore you will Mm -hmm. be. Um, of course, when you start anything, like even if you went walking for 45 minutes after not walking, like you're going to be sore. Like I did a hill today and my calves were like, Oh, hi. (laughs) So it's, it just depends what you do. Like, but if I did the hills every single day, I would get used to that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so in order then to feel sore, you'd have to go, higher or longer like it's Mm -hmm. just it's what your body isn't used to at the moment but if you do feel sore when you start exercising just walk like you need to Mm -hmm. like get the lactic acid going Mm -hmm. and walking will be the best thing for you so I'm really big on not going oh I'm sore I'm just not going to do anything to don't quitting isn't you can't quit right Mm -hmm. we just got to modify okay we can just bring it back we can adapt we can go for a 15 minute walk instead of a 15 minute weights session we can we can do something we can stretch but keeping up with the habit of showing up to yourself is going to be more beneficial than doing weights for two days and then nothing for five days doing weights for two days nothing for five days we need to create a consistency that you can sustain and build on Mm -hmm. or even something that you're like you know what even if i'm on holidays for two weeks I can still get up and stretch or I can still get up and write in my journal, but you're keeping that habit of that time of day of what you're doing. So when you come back after holidays and you're like, yeah, but I've just journaled every day for two weeks, I'm coming back and it's easy for me to slip back into going for a walk or going back into exercise. It's Mm -hmm. not going, I'm going to go hard. I'm going to quit. I'm going to go hard. I'm going to quit because that's going to get you nowhere. At the end of the day, like you're just going to be here all the time, but the time is still going to go. Like time is going to pass no matter what. Mm -hmm. Would you rather do it slowly and consistently and get to your goal or be like this the whole time? (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah, For you, Alexa, just start, take action, messy action. Doesn't have to be perfect. Even if you just get up and like 
stretch one leg. Like it's just starting. It's just doing something. Cause I guarantee after five minutes of stretching, you're going to be like, yes, girl, I started. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's true. And you're just gonna, a small I'll thing. do five minutes tomorrow. I might do the other leg tomorrow, but it's just <laughs> starting. And it's not about like the gains you're getting or like how great that stretch is on one leg. It's just <laughs> the fact that you're starting a routine mm-hmm. and it's going to feel easy because you're like, I can do that. I can maybe do both legs tomorrow because that was nothing. But you're it's rewiring your brain, right? So it's just going, okay, I'm changing those neural pathways. Like right now, I don't do anything, but I can do something. I'm going to start slow. And then your brain will just be like, I like that. I'm going to do that again. Well, oh, that That's wasn't true. hard. That do is that so again. true. Mm-hmm. But if you make it too hard for yourself, you won't, you won't do it. Yeah. Maybe we should do it together. Let's go on walks. Yeah. We should. Let's walk the neighborhood. We should. We have so much walking around here. We're right. We live so close yeah, to each other. Yeah, we literally live like less than five minutes away from each other. Yeah. Um, and I think too, like what you just said is creating that space for what you want to do. So sit down together, talk with your hobbies, be like, can we realistically go out for a walk at five thirty, six o'clock, whatever time works for yeah, you yeah. and put it in the calendar. You're more likely to yeah. do it if you see it in there and that you're like, true, you have hmm. If I see stuff in my calendar, I have to do it. Like if if I see stuff in my calendar, I don't do it. I'm like, oh, I missed something important. Like stuff in my calendar has to get done. Mm-hmm. So like normally, yeah. like <laughs> so like this at nine thirty. If I hadn't put this in my calendar, I wouldn't even have thought about it. But like once it's in my calendar, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm doing it. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's accountability, yeah. really. And if you have the same time, like say you, you see you start with two walks a week. If you pick the same time, that will just become habit for you. And you're like, I just walk on Mondays at 6 a.m. Like, yeah. that's just what you do. Yeah. Um, and then you yeah. can build on it. But just pick pick that time, put it in your calendar, and don't go, hey, should we walk tomorrow? Be like, yeah. we are walking. And what day? Like, yeah. pick that day and stick with it. Because yeah. Yeah. that's how you're going to do it. That's and true. if you guys can do it together, then great. I know. We should. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go on a walk. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God, Tara! Seriously, you have you're uh, the best. You do. You really do have something about you that's like very inspiring. You're just like such a happy person. Yeah, yeah. you're very. Yeah, I'm like drawn to. I want to hear more. Yeah, like I actually want to go home and like do some squats before I go to bed. <laughs> Not the crazy oh my God, stair it's ones, so funny. But, like the regular ones. Oh, it's kind of. I kind of want to see you try. I'll send it. you a video. It's <laughs> terrible. Okay, girl. Thank you so much for your thank time. You, Tara. Thank you. It was so nice. Yeah. And we'll try to get to, we'll be in touch, okay? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. I love her. I know. I want to be friends. I do too. I want to hang out with her. I want to be friends. Teach me. Like we always say, there's no way in hell we can do this thing alone. So let's do it together. We'll see you next week, guys.